With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Trot's Talk. Live the dream. Get involved in harness racing today. NZ Harness Racing. Visit hrnz.co.nz. Kia very good morning everyone. Welcome into Trot's Talk. Yes, brought to you by HRNZ. Go to hrnz.co.nz for all things harness racing, news, previews, reviews, uh, articles every day, all the stats around some of our great participants and a whole lot of general knowledge there. If you want to learn more about harness racing, the website is the place to go, hrnz.co.nz. Who have we got on the show for you today? Well, we've got the country's leading rainsman, Blair Orange, who had a great day at the Far Lap yesterday, picked up a handful of wins. We'll talk to him about that, talk to him about his chances today at Carrara. If you're in the Canterbury region and you think, what am I going to do Sunday afternoon? Why wouldn't you head to one of the great harness racing venues anywhere in the world on the grass at Montecarrara? You've got the big hill in behind, take the family, a picnic. And today it is a beauty. Not a cloud in the sky. It will be a stunning day out there at the Mott. So get out there. They've got a 10 race program underway, 12.33, finishing at 4.30. Nice afternoon, nice way to spend it. Before we get to that, though, we'll also have Sarah O'Reilly, leading junior in the country. She'll win the premiership again with just a month to go. And she's heading to the Inter-Dominion, the Australasian Young Drivers Championship, where she's already been a winner of that. She heads across there uh, for the final week of the Inters, and they get to drive on Inter-Dominion final night at Albion Park, the final Inter-Dominion at that venue on the 16th. So I look forward to talking to Sarah. Ben Hope on the chances of the hopes and where are their stars. Muscle Mountain, after his uh, unfortunate incident in the Rimwick Farms Dominion, has he bounced out of that okay? And do we get to see him two weeks today on Grand Prix Day in a race that he bolted in last year, the New Zealand trotting free-for-all? We look forward to talking to Ben Hope. And then we'll talk to Mark Jones, who's had a busy week, and he got back on the bike earlier in the week on Thursday down south, picking up two wins, and he won the Timaru Cup yesterday. So plenty to get through. Last night, Breeders' Crown out of uh, Melton in Victoria, a series that Kiwis used to have heavy involvement with, and they won a lot of them. Not these days. They put it to last night, which basically means our two- and three-year-olds are out of play because... They're racing in our features with the change of horse birth date, including Cup Week and Grand Prix Day in two weeks' time. If you want to go to Grand Prix Day, addington.co.nz, eight Group 1s, yes, I said that, eight Group 1s, and a Group 3 that will feature horses like Self Assured in the East-West Fencing Summer Cup. So go to addington.co.nz around that. So last night, not as promised, you'll be thinking, eh, what is he talking about? A three-year-old trotter. Well, this horse is coming for the King of the North New Zealand Trotting Derby. Took out the Breeders' Crown last night, uh, dominated from the top ends, trained by Graham Dwyer, Nathan Dawson doing the driving, and was simply too good for the locomotive, and won really nicely. So he's coming. 
not as promised, the son of betting line. Rocking with attitude for David Miles, took out the Phillies series in that three-year-old category, and then it became an Emma Stewart-a-thon. Uh, the two-year-old Colts, uh, Timmy Richter with uh, David Moran in the bike. Mark Pitt rode very pretty in the two-year-old Phillies section. That was for 250k. Uh, 150,000, perfect class. Luke McCarthy for Emma Stewart. And then Mark Pitt got another one with the fine three-year-old filly major delight. So that was last night out of the Breeders' Crown. But Blair Orange has kindly joined us on the phone. He wasn't at the Breeders' Crown last night, but he was at the Far Lap dominating that venue. Morning to you, Blair. G'day, Greg. How are you, mate? Excellent, thanks. Good day for yesterday. Handful of wins on a Saturday afternoon at the Far Lap Raceway. And if I'm right, four of those were in front, if memory serves me correctly. So you owned the front yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I had a bit of luck, Greg, and uh, the horses run well, and uh, boys gave me a bit of respect out there when I was in front, so it all worked out good. Here's one of those wins, the last of the five. Leads by two, Unico Vicanza. Cody Banner starting to get into it. Then Maui Vertigo out of Baron Floss. It's so easy. And Avros Majesty out wider in the inside the 150. Still travelling as Idol Stewart here. Maui, Unico Vicanza out of Baron Floss, but they can't get him. Blair will grab five. Idol Stewart here too good. Photo second between Maui and the outside Unico Vicanza. Then out of And I know how much you like driving in those colours. Uh, colours that, well, you didn't make famous, but. Uh, uh, the late Mike Austin certainly did, and, and driving for Roger, uh, ideal stewardeer, perfectly placed in that race. Um, yeah, it's always nice to drive drive a winner for them. Oh, most definitely, Greg. And um, you know, it's been well documented that Mike was a massive part of my career, and uh, you know, really looked after me as a kid and and stuck by me right through thick and thin. So yeah, always a privilege to win in them colours. All right, speaking of other colours, uh, the Mark and Nathan Purden colours, you got the feature of the day for the two-year-olds. Not by much, though, the Brosnan Transport Timaru Nursery Stakes, so a step back in time there. You only just got past Dawson, who was a first starter for Tony Stratford. Uh, Mark Hurrell did the steering on uh, Dawson, and you drive a lot for Tony Stratford. So, gee, it's got a bit of a future, Blair, because Major Hot's already Group 1 placed. Yeah, most definitely. You know, the horse did come up with a bit of a wrap and had been trialling really nice. So I did expect it to go well and, you know, Wolfie did give it a good push. But, uh, you yeah, know, to Major Hot's credit, he, he made his own luck down the back and, you know, and only just got him. So, yeah, definitely Dawson has a bright future. Blair, you're on the verge of uh, your sixth premiership. There's only a month to go and you've got an unassailable lead in that regard. Um the motivation these days to continue to win premierships, your great mate Dexter Dunn won 10 in a row and you often battled out the premiership with him. But um, to get six in the bank, do, do you start thinking about, righto, I'm going to chase Dexter down, that's my next goal? Or is that not really on the horizon? Uh, not really, Greg, no. I just take year by year and, you know, obviously there's some young talent coming through and you're not going to be at the top... Um, from year to year, so to say. So, uh, no, we'll just keep doing our best. And, you know, if the premierships keep, premierships keep rolling along, well, so be it. But, um, yeah, if it doesn't happen one year, it's uh, so be it. And it's someone else's turn. Yeah, I suppose the, the real focus is on the feature races. And when you start thinking feature races, we've just left Cup Week behind. You managed to drive three on Cup Day, which I know you took uh, great pleasure in. But in two weeks' time, Blair, we've got eight 
Group 1s in one afternoon. It's the old Jules concept, which you loved. Yeah, for sure. The Jules are very kind to me, Greg. And, you know, um, Grand Prix Day in a couple of weeks is going to be um, another great day's racing. And, you know, with all the age groups and obviously the free-for-allers, uh, you know, it's a, it's a very special day and a day that you do like to drive a winner or two. All right, speaking of special days, before we get into Motokarara, and, and it is a great venue to go and drive at, and on a day like today, I know you'll be thoroughly looking forward to it. In a few weeks' time, there's a special day down at Invercargill. It's their cup day down there, and of course we know last year was the first ever Group 1 run at Ascot Park, and it's the Ascot Park Hotel Invercargill Cup on the 22nd, racing for 110000 and it's a heck of a program down there, Blair. They've got not only... Uh, a number of finals, the gold chip finals, but the David Moss stakes for the Trotters, which I understand Oscar Bonavina will be heading to, uh, and a whole lot of other featured two- and three-year-old racing. But the three-year-old Phillies race, which has been put together, the Canada stakes for $25,000, hold significance for you, but also for a very special young lady. Yeah, that's right, Greg. Um it's uh, you know a real emotional time for Jace, Jason Broad and the family, and they've named this race in honour of her. As um, you know, she's been diagnosed with terminal cancer, and uh, it's a great way for the family to to put it out there. And, and I'm sure it'll get a lot of support. The race, and um, I know I take great pride in winning it and, and in honour of it. And you know she's a lovely girl and doesn't deserve what she's going through. So yeah, I. I it will be a special race for whoever wins it, I know that. Blair, I suppose the best way to show support, and one of the main reasons we're talking about it today, is uh, if you've got a three-year-old filly, why wouldn't you get behind this race? Because it's an open race. It's it's open to all three-year-old fillies. It'll be a preferential barrier draw. Um, but what better way to show Jason Broad and the, and the, and the family in particular um, your support by putting a horse into the race because um, a full field of fillies racing for Canada would be pretty awesome. Oh, most definitely, Greg, and she's actually going to be on course herself, which will uh, make it uh, you know, even more special for the day. And I know Jason's going um, all out to get nice trophies and juice rugs and that for the race. And, yeah, it'll be an emotional time for the family, and, you know, it's great that she can be there, and I'm sure people will support her. As, uh, she's a lovely girl, and... We all know what Jace Broad does for the industry, so, yeah, I'm sure people will get right behind it. All right, looking forward to talking more about that, including talking to Jason on this show as we build towards that very special day. Special day for Southland, but even more so uh, with the first running of the Canada Stakes, the three-year-old fillies feature down there. You do head to the Mott today, Blair. Uh, should be a beautiful afternoon out there. How good. It, it, it's just perfect, the weather, isn't it, for... Uh, grass track racing on a track that's pretty fair, isn't it? Yeah, it is for sure, Greg. And the weather's playing its part, that's for sure. And so this um, track should be in tip-top condition. And, yeah, some even fields and some big fields. So, you know, it's, you never know at the Mott. Um, always turns up a few big divvies. Yep, Mark Mack and I always used to call it the Bermuda Triangle with the greatest respect because anything could happen out there, anything can win. Um, you're head-to-head with uh, Sam Otley on tab.co.nz. Sam, 6.99, she'll be the first uh, female driver to go past 700, which will be pretty special when she is able to do that, and that may very well be today. Race number one, Rose Isle. You're doing the steering on this uh, long-time maiden for the man they call Crud, Barry Crothers, but... Um, 
you've been known to get on horses like this before and, and deliver, and $14, the punters are probably reeling off the back of yesterday's success. They might have something each way on it for you. Yeah, it's... Uh... Yeah, I don't. I haven't driven this horse before, so uh, it generally does things right by looking at its replays and whatnot, Greg. But um, yeah, it's probably going to need need some luck in the run to feature. Just just on that though, and just on the mot um, at times, and it's probably more prevalent in the uh, late December and into the January meetings. There, the track can get quite firm, and often you need to be. Uh, up on the pace is is that a, a fair reflection of well probably not this time of year but as we get to particularly their big meeting on the 29th Blair um, if you're off the pace the old days you used to be able to swoop down the outside but that's not always the case once the track hardens up a bit yeah not so much now Greg especially with um, you know they can reel some 28 quarters on the grass tracks these days and um, they, they will run some good times today I'd say the last quarters and whatnot. so yeah, just depending on the mid-race speed and in the tempo through through the journeys depends if you can or you can't. And a lot of the times, the fence is the quickest way home around here. All right, what about race number two, Sporty Miss? She's had a couple of runs this time in. Looks like she's building towards a win. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, got a great barrier draw, Greg. And um, I see Tom Bagry's one's been pulled out, which was probably going to be the harder one to beat. So, yeah, she'll get a chance from two and... Uh, yeah, she she will improve with it. She hasn't been on the grass, obviously, but don't think it'll be a problem, mate. But, uh, yeah, as I say, she'll get a chance from the barrier draw. All right, so she's raced two, number two, and is well in the market uh, with tab.co.nz. We're speaking with Blair Orange, the country's leading reinsman, about his uh, chances at the Mott today. And certainly race number two does look one of his better hopes. $2.80 the price uh, from an opening quote of three eighty, more or less with that scratching. Uh, elephant in the room, uh, one for Brent Weaver, who you've been known to team up with from time to time and, and grab uh, success too. This one is another long-time maiden, 28 starts, Blair. Yes, um, I sat behind the horse once before, Greg. He lacks, lacks a bit of speed and, uh, yeah, he'll get his you know, opportunity on the grass. So yeah, he's probably a long-shot one, Greg, but... Um, yeah, if, they, if it's a strong tempo, he couldn't can run top four, but you know he's had a few chances to get that one before. Is he? She hasn't performed on the grass yet. Goes round in race number five, but this is her go in life. Short course racing. She's actually um, more than capable of uh, being competitive in a race like this. I would have thought. Yeah, she's just been a bit naughty the last couple of starts, Greg. So back to a stand and off the second row, um, she followed through good and. She has better with a sit, so she'll get that today. And, you know, as long as she turns up with some better manners than what she has been in the last couple of starts, she's, uh, you know, another one that can sneak in there. Yep, 13s and $4 the price there. Next to your drives is uh, a horse that actually won this venue uh, pre-cup time, straight flush, so that must be all the way back to late September, actually. Um, was subsequently relegated, uh, but gets its chance in a Phillies and Veers mobile, albeit from the wide barrier draw, but she's out there because she's got as good a credentials as any in the race. Yeah, yeah, she did win there the other time, Greg, but um, fortunately we, we got put out. But, uh, yeah, not too worried about the draw, mate. She's got, got pretty good gate speed, which we'll probably use, and, uh, yeah, she looks a genuine each-way chance. All right, so you do expect to go forward with her because if she does, uh, Blair, she's actually got out to $6.50 now, which um, makes a great value on the each way. Yeah, I'll just have a look across, Greg, but uh, 
plan will be to go forward, but obviously that can change within a second. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. All right, times are a-changing in race number eight, another uh, stable that you've had good success with, and this horse loves racing at the Mott, loves racing on the grass for Barry Ward, race eight, number nine. Yeah, bad draw, but it's not too bothered by that either. It uh, lacks a bit of gate speed and can't really do it both ends. So, yeah, if this one gets a trip, Greg, it's second last start was pretty good, so it's got to be thereabouts as well. And Kawhi in race number nine for Tom Baggery, very good winner at Kai Kaikoura. Um, probably didn't really uh, perform up to what he can do against Create Time, who you drove to win on Cup Day, but looks competitive in that race. Yeah, definitely, mate. You know, it's back in, back in class, so to say, from uh, show day, and you know, it was good winning two starts ago, so, you know, Tom wouldn't have it here if he didn't think it was a chance, so, yeah, definitely can win. Yeah, and Daredevil in the last has got a wide front row draw, but it's not a field full of stars. For sure, so I think this guy's probably better driven cold, Greg, and we'll look to do that from a wide draw, and uh, I see they've got the sliding blinds on, so... Yeah, hopefully he gets a nice trip and, and can pounce late. Can you split Sporty Miss and Straight Flush as your best chance today? Uh, only with the barrier draws, probably, Greg. Just probably swing to Sporty Miss with the barrier draws. But, um, yeah, there wouldn't be a lot between the two. All right, really appreciate your time. Thanks for uh, taking us through not only your drives today, but obviously the Canada Stakes down there, Adam Vicargo. Looking forward to talking more about that as we build towards their huge day and wish you well at the Mott today. No, I appreciate that, Gregor. All right, there he is, Blair Orange, uh, the five-time, soon-to-be six-time Premiership winning driver. And uh, he goes to Montecarrara today as the second favourite in the Drivers' Championship. Hope your Sunday morning is going well. You're with Trots Talk, brought to you by HRNZ. Go to hrnz.co.nz. Short break, other side, the country's leading junior driver. She's dominated uh, that position for some time. Like she's four times she won the National Junior Drivers' Championship when they have the uh, competition, and she's heading to Australia very shortly to try and win another Australasian title. Sarah O'Reilly on the other side. Welcome back in to Trot's Talk, brought to you by HRNZ. Go there for well, all of the form today out of the mop. We just caught up with Blair Orange, who gave a nice push to Sporty's Miss in race two, and straight flush in race number seven. So race two, number two, and race seven, number nine. Didn't seem too perturbed by the fact straight flush is drawn wide out there. All right, about to be joined on line by not the country's leading reins person. We've just spoken to that, but the uh, leading junior driver, as she has been and dominated in the last four or five seasons, Sarah O'Reilly joins us on the line. Morning to you, Sarah. Hello. How are you? Good, thank you. Mm, that's good. That's a couple of word answer. We're getting better, Sarah. Come on, you've done a lot of this stuff now. I'm expecting more from you. Okay, she's not really going to answer that, is she? Um, how are you, Sarah? You're heading to the Mott, which uh, on a day like today can only be an enjoyable thing, I'm sure. Yeah, no, it's always a good day. Um, bus racing at Montcrow. We'll get into your chances very shortly, but you're pretty close to having another opportunity to win the Australasian Young Drivers Championship, which comes up in Brisbane as part of the Inter-Dominion series. So uh, you're heading over there with Crystal Hackett and Zev Meredith. Uh, you must be looking forward to that. No, we don't have any Kiwi horses uh, competing 
in the series this year, but another chance to grab an Australasian title should be cool fun, especially in the Sunshine State. Yeah, it'll be good to drive over there. I haven't driven um, there before, so it'll be really good to see what it's like and what the horses are like. So, yeah, it'll be a good uh, time. What's the schedule like uh, for you? Just having a look at the Queensland site. So Albion Park race on the Tuesday, assuming that you drive there. Do you drive a couple of times at Redcliffe and then obviously you drive on grand final night? Have you been given that sort of detail yet? Yeah, we drive at Albion Park and then there's two Redcliffe meetings and then back to Albion Park on the um, Saturday night. Yeah, well, that sounds like uh, pretty full on, but you've been there, done it, before and and I know you need a little bit of luck as, as you always do in these series Sarah because one you don't know the horses but two um, if you if you don't draw the right horses it makes it blooming hard to win it doesn't it yeah you need a lot of horses that you're given and um, just depends what everyone else is given as well but yeah you always need a lot of luck and some good horses that run a long bit so yeah it just all depends on that all right, let's get into your chances. Good luck going over there. Look forward to following your progress. But let's get into your chances at the Mott today. You drive the Gardener's Pride in race number one, currently at 15s and 4s. Um, looks an each-way hope in the first. Um, this one trained by Bernard uh, Lomas. What sort of chance in race number one? Um, last time when it raced on the grass, it went... Um, pretty good. Um, it sort of just lacks a bit of speed, so its form line hasn't been so good, but probably going back to its third placing at Miffin, that was all right. So hopefully um, it just is a grass track horse, so we'll find out a bit more today. Yep, and you drove on that occasion. was a pretty solid uh, third there, so we hope she can reproduce that. She's a nine-year-old mare. Let's move to Americano in race number four. Uh, you drive this one for Nick Lalevra, uh, currently at 14s and $4.20. One at Miffin on the grass. Um, that bloke Orange drove at Ashburton. Maybe you being back on might be the key here. Maybe. Um, it does enjoy the grass track racing also um, in the short distances um, and it's always begun good in its races so hopefully we can um, sort of follow through. I think we're going to be on the second line so we'll hope for a good run through and he should be there at the finish really. He enjoys the grass and he's got the good manners. Wind me up at race number six uh, in the Junior Drivers event. This is by Sports Riders trained by Jason and Ian Thomas. And you drove at Rungiora uh, just prior to Cup Week and was a bit unlucky on that occasion. Comes up with a good barrier draw. Uh, has had a couple of grass track runs and yet to place. But Wind me up looks at a chance in what's a very even field with Harrison being the favourite. Yeah, it was um, pretty unlucky at Rangiora. I was pleased with her run because she didn't get a go and she was under a hold all the way to the line which was good um, I haven't driven her on the grass track but I don't think it will worry her, she's got a good gait on her um, and I do hope that she can place um, I don't know if we would be able to beat Harrison because it's dropping back from good racing over the cup week 
but I think that we would be able to place. Yeah, yeah, it looks a really good place chance. Wind me up. Uh, yeah, you're right about Harrison uh, Carter Del Giddy's drive, and also first row. She's more than capable of being competitive, although we haven't seen her for a wee while. Talking to Sarah O'Reilly about her chances at the Mott today. It's Magical Meg. It goes round in race number seven. Um, more than capable as well on the grass. In fact, she's won four races, three of them on the grass. And this one's for Simon Adlam. You know this one will be ready to go. First up run at Miffin was handy enough. And again, you drove on that occasion. Yeah, she really enjoys the grass tracks to go, so... Um, just being out wide probably doesn't help her because she's always got to be close to the fence and can't really do too much work. But hopefully we could get a, a drag into it or something. And, like, yeah, she always tries her best, so she should be running on. Yeah, fly away and Big Mama Morris in races 8 and 10, respectively. Gee, Big Mama Morris has done a good job uh, in recent times, very consistent. Uh, you seem to get on pretty well with her so what of those two do you think is the best chance because fly away of course has a handy barrier draw in race number eight yeah well fly away is can be a handy enough horse um she also likes the grass she sort of lacks a bit of speed as well so that's why she doesn't probably go so good on the grip but she enjoys the grass and the barrier draw is a big help to her today so Hopefully we can cross the one and get a good trip. And then Big Mama Morris, she seems to always be racing quite good at the moment. Um, she has a wide draw, but I'm not sure whether to go back or forward. She probably will take me forward even if I don't want her to. So um, we'll just see what happens there. Yep, and she's been a winner at the Mott in the past uh, too. Hey, Sarah, really appreciate you coming on Trot's Talk this morning. Look forward to seeing what you're able to achieve today, but more so in a couple of weeks' time when you get across to the Australasian Young Drivers' Championship uh, again. What's your best chance for our SENZ Trot's Talk listeners this morning? If you were to suggest one, what would it be? Uh, probably wind me up for a place. All right, wind me up at $3.30 for a place. A great chance for Sarah O'Reilly goes around in race number six today from barrier number four. Thanks, Sarah. All the best. Thank you. Good on you. That's Sarah O'Reilly. Took a wee bit to get it going, didn't it? But I tell you what, one thing you don't have to worry about is her ability sitting in the bike. Of course, her father, Jared, has won Group 1 races like the Sire Stakes and uh, the Northern Derby when he used to drive Tiger Tara, very accomplished horseman. And uh, he and Jane certainly very proud of what Sarah has achieved thus far. And the O'Reilly name is well ensconced in the annals of New Zealand harness racing history with her uncles like Patrick and Kerry. Uh, and Leo, uh, all very, very successful horsemen in their own right. And her other uncle, Din, well, less we say about Din, the better. He is one of the characters of our game. Let's just leave it at that. All right, you're with Trot's Talk. Short break, other side. Ben Hope to update us on the superstar trotter, Muscle Mountain. Welcome back in to Trot's Talk, uh, brought to you by HRNZ. Go to hrnz.co.nz. Just trying to catch up with uh, Ben Hope, but we haven't quite been able to get him at this stage, but it won't be too far. We've still got Mark Jones uh, coming up as well to talk about the successor of his stable this week. Um, and 
where his chances lie today because he has uh, three or four chances there, three anyway, uh, out of the mot today. News on HRNZ, of course, is that uh, Samantha Otley just won win off at 700, but right on cue, Ben Hope has uh, kindly joined us this morning. Uh, morning to you, Ben. Hey, you going, Greg? How are you? Ex- excellent, thanks, mate. Yourself, uh, looking forward to the mot today, no doubt? Yeah, absolutely. No, I always... Uh... You know, love driving on the Mott. It's, uh, you know, it's a great track. So, uh, you know, and it looks like a great day weather-wise. So, uh, yeah, it should be a good day. All right. Before we get into that, Ben, a lot of people uh, wanting to know about the health and well-being of your star trotter, Muscle Mountain. As disappointing as it was in the Remick Farms Dominion, the great thing to come out of it was uh, he recovered pretty quickly. And from all reports, and you're about to tell us, um, there's been no after-effects and therefore... He's good to go in a couple of weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. No, he'll be he'll be good to go. Good to go for that race. He uh, had a few days off. We we're obviously pretty easy on him. Uh, you know, obviously very gutting, but uh, we can't sort of look back. We've just got to keep moving forward, and, and the horse seems well. So he's got to have a trial before he races, um, being with the rules of you know having that heart population. So he'll probably be having a trial next week, to be honest. And um, and then, yeah, hopefully uh, everything stays well and Neil, uh, he should be tip-top for, obviously, uh, you know, hopefully a bit of redemption. When did you know, Ben? When did you know? I mean, you came three wide and, and you were following up Tom Baggery's horse, Harold Smith, and you probably thought, well, this is the right time to move. But it was clearly evident about the mile mark that he couldn't get on the back of Harold Smith and you must have thought, oh, no, what's happening here? Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, probably just before I went on that, I mean, I didn't know for sure, but I just before I went on that three wide line, he was a little bit flat, and I thought, but this isn't, you know, this isn't normally like him, uh, but obviously we sort of just, you know, pushed through, and maybe we just thought maybe he's just been a bit lazy, and then we've we've got on Harold Smith's back, and then I've, you know, had to go for the sliding blinds and hood, and I thought, shit, this isn't good here, so, um, you know, as soon as I... As soon as I really knew, I, I pulled him up pretty quick, and um, you know, obviously, you know, very gutting, but you know, he seems he seems fine. So, um, you know, um, you know, sometimes they can do it once and never do it again, and, and we just hope that's uh, that's the place with him. All right, well, we'll move on uh, from him. What about uh, his open class stablemate, Mossdale Ben? What is the uh, the likely pathway? I know you're keen on the Invercargill Cup. Does he have a run before that? Uh, no, he's had a he's had a few extra days off. So him and Muscle Mountain, uh, they actually you know went out together. Uh, Muscle Mountain only had you know limited time off, but uh, yeah, Mostel Ben's just had a a few extra days off. So um, yeah, he'll probably uh, he may have a trial before the Invercargill Cup, and but yeah, Invercargill Cup will be his, his next race start anyway. All right, we'll leave uh, those behind and talk about your chances today and you get things underway with uh, Love Walked In in race number one. Uh, looks like. This daughter of Love You is building towards a win. She's had the 10 runs now, but she had a bit of time off uh, as well. So what are you hoping with her today? Yeah, no, she's, she's knocking on the door, Greg. Um, I, yeah, I think she'll go pretty close, to be honest. Um, her run last start was good. Um, her work's been nice. Um, you know, I'd, I'd be disappointed uh, if she does everything right and she's not in the top two, put it that way. All right, she looks a great chance. She's 4.20 and 1.80, and of course you can take top two if you like. $2.30 would seem like a pretty good way to start your day. West Star Millie in race number five, uh, another which definitely looks uh, a hope, and um, 
what price are we looking for Westar Millie? Around about $6.50, so um, each way today? Yeah, no, absolutely no. She's uh, She's got the second line draw, which, um, you know, relying on a little bit of luck from there, but um, it's her first start on the grass, and, and Dad's pretty confident with her action. She should, uh, you know, really enjoy the grass. So, um, yeah, um, you know, the stable were reasonably confident with her, uh, but, yeah, like I said, she'll need luck from the draw, but um, I do think... Uh, you know, she'll have a bit of a class edge on, you know, on a few of them. All right. Crazy in love, the stable also have with Mia Holborough aboard. Uh, got a better barrier draw to operate from, and um, she's another Mia by Love You with plenty of breeding, and she's been a winner on the track. Yeah, fair cool. Yeah, no, she uh, obviously gave Mia her first win, uh, you know, not that long ago, so um, she obviously enjoys the track. Um, she's been going good, um, so, yeah, I, I think she'll be thereabouts, really, yeah. Uh, you know, if she gets half a trip, um, don't know she's there, put it that way. Sophia Bromax, your drive, and the Paul Remick Joinery Junior Drivers, um, a six-race winner, uh, loves racing at the Mott, barely misses a place there. Um, she often has to put in enormous runs off the unruly, but she's off that now. She started against Manhattan and Company last time, so it's a massive drop back for her. And um, I reckon she's a terrific top four chance. I'll be really interested in your thoughts around uh, Sophia Bromack. She's 10s and 3.30. Yeah, no, I think she, uh, she's a great top three, top four chance for sure, Greg. Um, like you said, she's got a pretty good record on the track. Um, I've had one start on her, one drive on her for a second uh, back in the junior champs. I was lucky enough to draw, and it was, it was a great second, actually. It was a good second behind that dance till dawn. So, um, no, I think she'll be a, a great place you know, top four chance, like I said. Um, Harrison in first rows probably looks the, the two hardest to beat, but um, if we do no work and we get a half a trip, um, I think we'll be running on as, as good as most. Yep, totally agree there. What about Tremendous Lover in the last? Uh, a, again, a grass track uh, performer that comes up with barrier one. Doesn't win out of turn, uh, Ben, but from the inside barrier draws, going to be the shortest way home. It's a field that... She should be pretty competitive in a he or other. Should be pretty competitive in, I would have thought. Yeah, no, I, I agree, Greg, to be fair. I, I think uh, from the draw, he's, he's got a good draw. And he hasn't been going that bad. Um, you know, a lot of the times he hasn't been getting the rub of the green and, and still going uh, commendable races. So I actually give him a, a really good chance. I reckon he's paying, you know, quite good money, to be fair. Um, he'd probably go more on the place, but... Like, if he gets a nice enough trip, I think, uh, you know, he, he definitely can win. So, um, yeah, at the value, I actually think he's probably my, uh, you know, my best uh, drive, to be honest. Yeah, $8.50 and $2.80. There you go, people. We try and help you out here on Trot Stalk, and Ben is suggesting you wait to the last, although, listen to his comments about his other chances, some... Um, all of them are hopes, really. Uh, Love walked in in the first, Westar, Millie, Sophia, Bromack, uh, yeah. in races five and six, respectively, and then Tremendous Lover I in like the last. Hey, yeah. I either be a hero, Greg, or an idiot. <laughs> One or the other. The great thing about tipping them in the last races, nobody will remember, Ben, unless they back the winner. Otherwise, they just don't care. <laughs> they move on. So um, I really appreciate you coming on, giving us an insight into your chances today, and almost as importantly, an update on Muscle Mountain. We look forward to seeing him at the trials and then back to defend his title in the New Zealand trotting free-for-all. Go well, Ben, and thanks again. Yeah, no worries at all, Greg. Cheers. There is Ben Hope, and he's at the Mott alongside Sarah O'Reilly and, of course, 
uh, Blair Orange, who we've already spoken to today. Short break here on uh, Trot's Talk, brought to you by HRNZ. On the other side, we'll speak to Mark Jones about his week that was in harness racing. Here's a straight, and it's Heisenberg. Deny everything off his back. Inside run Tanzania. Here's Leicester starting to let down with Deceptively and Dashing Major. It is getting to the lead now, Deceptively, who's got up and outside, got the better of Heisenberg, then Tanzania. But it's Deny Everything down to the post and Deny Everything too good in the Summer Cup. Beats home Heisenberg, then Tanzania. At them late was Dalton Shard when it was all over then. So the Tire General uh, Summer Cup yesterday won by Deny Everything. Continuing a very good week for the Mark Jones a stable. Win seven at start 22 for Deny Everything. Mark joins us uh, this morning. Good morning to you, Mark. Yeah, good morning, Greg. Yeah, pretty pleasing on picking, uh, getting that success with Deny Everything, who showed so much in the opening uh, to his career. I think he won five out of his first six or something like that. And uh, to get him back in winning form, I know he won a race earlier in the year, but there'll be a bit of satisfaction there. Yeah, it definitely was, Greg. It's you know, great for the, the owner, Damien Love, who's you know, spent a fortune on the horse and you know, most people would have give up on him. And you know, We always thought he was a very good horse. He's probably an open-class horse if he stayed sound, but I think he's had three wind operations and a couple of joint operations and his legs don't look the flashiest. So um, it was a good satisfaction. It was a big thrill to actually get the win yesterday and what is a good field and a good stake. So um, yeah, it's very pleasing for the whole stable, really. All right. What do you do with him now? Because he's in a blooming hard grade, isn't he? He was. He was actually just hoping to lose a couple of points in the next few weeks to get down in grade. Now he's now he's shot back up. But, you know, he deserves those points. It was a good race to win yesterday. And um, we might look at something like the Green Mile, and there are some pretty good country cups, you know, around Christmas time and New Year. And, you know, even the Invercargill Cup, you know, will be in to win. So um, he's in a grade where he's got to, got to meet those better ones. And, you know, just to get down a grade, you've got to get beats. But um, I'm sure he'll be competitive in the right race and we'll probably hit the green mile next. Mark, you had a good start to the week, winning a couple uh, down south. And, of course, uh, you drove them as well. Rear venture into the sulky for you these days. Paramount Lady and uh, Koai Sunset both winning. Let's start with Paramount Lady, though, because um, she's got the breeding. We just spoke to Ben Hope about Muscle Mountain, of course, uh, very closely related to that horse. Um you you always thought she was going to win races, and that was pretty pretty nice placement. Does she carry on now to the to the Grand Prix meeting in a couple of weeks? Yeah, definitely, Greg. That was the planned head down there. We had to get some stake money in the bank to qualify for the big hundred thousand dollars Phillies trot. So um, there was a method to my madness going down there, and luckily it came off. But she is a horse I you know hold in pretty high regard, and in time I think she'll she'll make a, a pretty good trotter. And um, you know we're just lucky with we really brought her to breed from and. Um, the more muscle mountain wins, the better it is for us. But I think she'll get her own record, and you know I think she's got a bit of a future. Been a blooming good season for you, Mark. Currently sitting third, uh, fifty-eight wins on the board. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I know your your numbers have always been um, pretty high and and pretty consistent. But yeah, with 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 the stock that you had at the start of the year, and and uh, you, what what were your expectations, and did you set a goal? I uh, didn't really see any goals, Greg. We probably um, exceeded what we what we thought we would do, but I think a lot of that comes down to, you know, I like to think we're very good at placing horses and we do play the system very well. Like, you know, unfortunately, you've you got to get beat to get back in grade and, you know, we do recycle our horses pretty good. So, um, you know, horses like Lizzie Richter, and we were lucky early in the season being able to use Gemma Thornley for half points and that. So just little things like that, you know, add up to 
to a good title in the end. And, you know, we may be quiet for the next 12 months just with what we've got, but probably the young stock we've got coming through and breeding-wise in, you know, 18 months' time, we, we could be in for a, a good couple of years. All right, just under 750 wins, 748 as an individual trainer, another 21 when you were with Brendan Hill. So, um, yeah, another milestone, only a couple of wins away. Can you get one today at the Mott, Kilauea in race four? Yeah, I think he's our best chance, Greg. He, um, he draws the front row and he, he was good first up and he should have improved with that. And, you know, he normally begins good from the stand. So I think, you know, out of them, he's, he's a good chance and probably just a shame, hell of a moment through the back row. It's probably a good race for him too, but he's probably still good enough to win from the back row if he gets lucky. Yeah, and did win at that track coming from off the speed. Uh, hell of a moment. Went round in show day last time uh, in behind uh, the very impressive Mr. Love. So, um, yeah, it's already won a 35 to 50 at the venue. So I agree with you there. What about poetry in motion in race number seven? Uh, yeah, she was good last week. Probably just up in grade and, and drawing the outside the background makes it a wee bit harder. But just depends how the race is run. If she gets a cut into it, she's a top four player. But she will need luck from the draw. And, you know, there's a step up from last week. All right, so where does the Mark Jones team go over Christmas? Have you got a big team to go anywhere? What What are your thoughts there? <laughs> yeah, we'll probably be a bit of everywhere, Greg. Um, we've kind of got it sorted. As um, I'll probably head south to, to Cromwell for, for a couple of weeks with the majority of the race team. There won't be too many of them. There might be eight or ten down there, and I think Sam and that will head to Westport with um, probably yeah, three or four to head over there, and I think Jack Best will head to Kamara and Reefton and that with the gallopers over New Year. So um, we kind of, as a rule, we kind of shut our operation down over Christmas and give everyone their holidays. And, um, you know, we just have the racehorses and work because it's it's probably just better. You know, we're not here all the time. So it's a good, good time here for the holiday and, and there's good racing. And, you know, we'll probably have about 15 to 16 racing around the show and a few gallopers and it makes job, you know, life a lot easier that time of year. And, you know, they all should be pretty competitive where they go. They're all in pretty good grades. Yep, sounds pretty much like a, a great plan to me. Either code is is the one for our Trots Talk listeners that might be worth uh, worth putting into their black book because uh, I know you love winning races through that period, but is, is the one that you think will be well-placed? Uh, you probably just, most of the ones we take down to the other probably be well-placed, but um, in, the, in the thoroughbred code, I'll probably have a first starter called Georgie. Um, she's a water creek three-year-old filly that probably started the coast and yeah, she'll she'll take a fair bit of being in a maiden race. She'd be, yeah, she's quite a nice galloper in the making. And harness wise, yeah, yeah, it's probably hard to to really pinpoint one. But probably a horse called What the Hill, a three year old trotty. will go around the Derby, but then he went down south over Christmas, and it's always hard to beat the Williamsons down there. But he's um, he's in a low grade. It'd be very hard to beat down there. What the bell? Yep. Look forward uh, to that one. Hey, thanks for your time, mate. All good. Thanks, Greg. All right, that's uh, Mark Jones uh, there talking about his chances today at the Mott, but also going forward to write those ones down in your black book. That's Trot's Talk for another week. Big thank you to our team of uh, interviewees today, Blair Orange, uh, Sarah O'Reilly, Ben Hope, and then, of course, Mark Jones, Banks Peninsula today. Underway, 12.33, the first of those. Um, very keen on Love Walked In was Ben Hope in the first, so you could back that with a bit of confidence. Sporty Miss in race two, number two for... Blair Orange, Mark Jones, uh, Kilauea in race number four. So to get your day off on the right note, you could do worse than follow our team that we've had on the show in today. Uh, Next week, we'll wrap up the Addington meeting on Friday night. There's a lot to talk about uh, there, a whole lot of age group uh, 
contenders looking to get into form before the big Grand Prix meeting in two weeks' time. Go to addington.co.nz for more about that. Producer Dude Robbie, a big thank you to you for pushing all the right buttons. I will uh, talk to you again in a week's time. Enjoy your afternoon of harness from the Mott. Talk to you in a week.